are now entering the Brooks. Your hosts are the intrepid and all-knowing Jason T. Gaffney and the insipid and unknowing Kevin Held. Join these two buddies as they explore history and find the bright side in shitty things. Hello, you're on the Bright Side with Kevin and Jason, your weekly comedy about tragedy. I'm your co-host, Kevin Held. And I'm the other co-host, Jason T. Gaffney. Hey, Jason T. Gaffney, how you doing this week? I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I want to talk about the bright spot because we got to talk about this, okay? I'm excited. I know Jump it's, right in. but it's it's about how we're doing right now. Are you are you ready? I'm ready. All right. The bright spot is it's opening day. It's opening day. California's open. That's right. That's the Happy California spot. opening day. Thank you very much. It has nothing to do with sports, if anybody was wondering about that. Of course it doesn't. Um, but we are recording this on June 15th, which is I can finally, really the upshot is I can finally go back to the gym without wearing a mask. Yes. Yay. I love, by the way, <laughs> I love that you went to like It Not Sports and all I went to was like the idea of like someone opening up for fornication. Oh, I, that's so. a much better opening day. I was like, that's such a specific day. Well, I guess if you need to plan it, that's fine. We're is busy that, people. But. That's what opening day means to you. So do you want it's to... It's opening g- day, so husband. Jason lives in Sherman Oaks. His address is. <laughs> and, he's, uh, and he's open for business. I might have edited out some of that address part. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So I think it's just exciting. I, I actually, I am excited. I mean, I am vaccinated. You are vaccinated. The vaccinated among us. Now, I've already been sick, I think, just from being out in the world again, you know, a Correct. little bit, um, but not with COVID. Um, I'm excited about this for a number of reasons. You know, largely things are going to get a little back to normal. We can, ha- you know, we can do things in a more normal way again. Mm-hmm. But I'm also so glad that like retail employees and customer service representatives don't have to be deputized law enforcement officers anymore. I think sure. that's huge. You know, I think that's really good. Well, it's there's many, many great things about this. One, it means that we as a state have reached safe numbers and safe vaccination, et cetera. Yeah. That means we're doing well. Also, people who are in the deaf community like me are not going to be as hindered by masks anymore. Very because true. Lip reading. That's a thing that I didn't realize for an entire fucking year of my life was going to go away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it really sucked because all these people were like, I'd rather meet in person with a mask. And I'm like, that's cute. I'd rather read on Zoom sure. <laughs> where I can see your face. Yeah. And it's and it's tough because it's like both are valid. Like people are wanting, craving that physical interaction. Mm-hmm. And then for those who are like me, where it's like, I want the physical interaction, but also I want to not just sit there and stare at you. Right. That's sure. what I will do. That's, yeah. It's not a, it's not a really rewarding physical interaction for other person. Yeah. Hi it's, Jason, how are you? It's been a while. Been far too long. Do you want to get some pizza or something? Coffee? I know you've said things. <laughs> well, this I has heard been great. sounds, this has but been I know not what you've said. No, I I'm just ecstatic. There's there's so many let alone the, the the absolute obvious things that are good about this, there's all of these other things like this. Yeah. Programs that are going to be able to be open for people who need them, mm-hmm. et cetera. Things that have been shut down. 
jobs are going to start opening up in a way that we haven't seen in a while. Like, we're talking about filming Marriage of Inconvenience again. Yes. And that's really fucking exciting because yes, I've indeed. been waiting a year. Because it would have been, like, in fully filmed by now, right? It, it, it was going to start filming the week, yeah. basically, we shut down. Yeah. So... Terrible. That was fun. But we are coming out of it. So it's opening day. And we're alive. Yeah, and we're alive. Have you been outside today? It's hot. It is hot. I know. We we opened up just in time for it to be stiflingly hot. So that's I went out, I watered my plants, and then I said, I'm going back inside. Yeah, no, I've spent most of the time inside with my dogs. I took them on a walk and that was that was basically my big excursion for the day. Because yeah, it's hot. But I am excited to get back to real life, you know in some capacity here so that's exciting my, one of my favorite neighbors that we always see on our walks mm-hmm. um was walking by us and he was like happy opening day <laughs> the pandemic's clearly over okay. and he was being he was saying it with a wink and a nod of like it's not really fully over yeah. but like like congratulations we can start to be pseudo normal again and sure. that's so great so it great. is so great so that's our bright spot uh, and I wanted to bring it up early because it really has to do with like how we all are right now, you know. So chit chat aside, uh, everyone get out there, have you know a safe, great time, and get back to real life. Yeah, I'm but, just saying, but still come back and listen to our show. Obviously, it's time for the great screaming twenties. All right, we had the roaring. It's this now time the for the screaming twenties. I would like to rebrand that. Uh, oh, I've heard it called the Shrieking 20s. It, well, it's going to be one of those. Okay, screaming is better, I guess, than shrieking. <laughs> it's the 20s! <laughs> yeah, I don't... I, I Can't we just roar again? Why can't we be the re-roaring 20s? Um, no. The millennials are fucked, and we have a reason to scream. True. It's the smoldering 20s, I believe. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Due to climate change. So, that's what I have. Would you like to tell me about some horrible thing that I'd rather not know? Yes. Great. Well, then that's why we're here. It's going to fuck everyone up. I'm so excited about this. That's great. That's great. Ready? Yes. Dead. Uh, Sounds bad so far. So, spoiler alert, the bright side this time will not be that nobody dies. Okay. Just starting with that, all right? Okay. If you didn't get that from the first clue. Okay. Guilty. Dead and guilty. All right. Pope. (gasps) It's about a... Okay. Well, this week we're talking about the dead and guilty Pope. That's right. Great. Fantastic. You've got to make this harder for me again. Okay. I appreciate what you've been doing lately. I do. I do. But I want you to make it harder for me again. Merry opening day. You got an easy one. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Welcome to the popes, Screaming 20s. Almost every pope is dead. So that was that was almost a given. Uh, yeah. And so, and but every pope is guilty. So that was that was helpful. So we're going to talk about the infamous Cadaver Synod. What? Or the time when the Catholic Church was in such a state of corruption that they dug up the dead body of a former pope and tried it for crimes. You have got to be fucking kidding me. Is this, <laughs> this is from human history and actually happened? You son of a bitch. How do you find these things? Oh, I have my ways. Oh. The, tr- <laughs> the trial was called Cadaver Synod or Synodus Horrenda. Oh, well, I can see why for sure. <laughs> How do you plead? Excuse me. Excuse me. 
sir, sir. <laughs> okay. So, quote from atlasobscura.com, quote, It ushered in one of the most corrupt eras in the history of the papacy, a time that's now referred to in all seriousness as the pornocracy. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. If we're, if just as a side note, if we get to actually vote on how we want to be ruled, that, that's my vote now. A pornocracy. I want to live in a pornocracy. <laughs> the dicks have it. <laughs> well, don't they always? That seems, that seems unfair. And the vote turns to the vaginas. Hey. <laughs> the buttholes take a astounding defeat. Wow. They, they take a pounding. <laughs> they thought they were taking a licking, but then they took a pounding. <laughs> uh, They've taken both. They have taken both. So, all right, let's start back a bit, shall we, before the trial? Please, because I would love to see how, like, the, putting a dead pope on trial, like, <laughs> began the era of corruption. Like, <laughs> that's not the end of a whole big problem. But go ahead. So, all right, this is taking place around Rome in 897 Common Era. Okay. At this point in history, the empire that Charlemagne had created was fracturing into tiny, tiny pieces, and everyone was grabbing for what they could get when they could get it. They're like, this land's my land. Mm -hmm. This land is not your land. Mm -hmm. This is not California, because no. we're in Rome. No. Apparently, in 846, there was also a giant attack on Rome in which Arab raiders came and attacked. Okay. Hey, you know. Now we have the uh, Oakland Raiders. But back then, it was much less of a metaphorical thing. Yeah. Quote from Wiki. Quote, Muslim raiders plundered the outskirts of the city of Rome, sacking the basilicas of Old St. Peter's and St. Paul's outside the walls. Wow. But were prevented from entering the city itself by the Aurelian walls. Okay. So, so. so it's a pretty good argument for walls. Yeah. They were like, I like walls. <laughs> Well, the Romans said, I like walls. The, the Muslim raiders, less enthused right. about that. So it would actually lead to Pope Leo IV to build extra walls around some of the outskirts of Rome to protect the Church of St. Peter, not the people, but the church. Well, sure. I mean, the, the church is the people, really. The church is for the people. What is a church without people, right? It's just a building. Yeah. So he He was like... Save the house of God. And yeah. this little woman on the street was like, well, what about me? And all the little women in the book. And then all the little women were like, save us. And then he was like, I don't like that book. Little women now is part of the. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, maybe we can save little men, but I don't know. That was a weird prequel sequel. I see. So this is when Beth died, right? Was in the, <laughs> was in the Muslim sacking of Rome. Got it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I love it. We're rewriting history. All right. So, okay. Because, because of the new walls and the fact and that raid and everything and the fact that they now knew that they were vulnerable, they were they, the new walls were like we can defend. So they defended the, the, from the, the walls had 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 like a vote. Yeah, the, the walls have it. Yeah. Um, and basically, they, they defended from future attacks, and the raiders were like, oh, no, there's more walls. Ah, oh, crap. More walls. It's like they figured out our weakness. Oh, man. I'm just a man. Only someone would invent the ladder. 
<laughs> I wish you'd let down your walls to let me in. <laughs> uh, Rapunzel? You're so defensive. Maybe try that. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Because of this upsetting experience where Rome was attacked, the men of the cloth were now seeing that maybe they might need help from non-religious figures to win over their uh, popeness. Like, if they want to be pope, they're like, I gotta not just protect the church, but I've also gotta win over some secular minds, too. I see. So they finally recognize that the power does come from the people, not God, necessarily. Well... The power comes from a select few people. Sure. Well, sure. Well, when hasn't that been true? So. I mean, maybe Jeff Bezos can tell us from space when that hasn't been true. Right. So, all right. They're now, like, going to try to win over secular figures, right? But okay. it's actually not okay. There's, no, like, no. a rule about this. What? Oh, God. Imagine, imagine a rule that had something to do with the separation of church and state that anyone took fucking seriously. Wow. Right. So at this time, bishops were only supposed to rule over certain areas of the holy kingdom, like mm-hmm. a governor to a state, right? So they considered the world a holy kingdom, and each area were like states in the holy kingdom. Okay. So everyone's unified, even though they're different kings. Okay, sure. I'm sure it made sense to them that were ruled. Yeah. So let's jump ahead to Pope John the Eighth. Okay. I had were to do math because it was the V and the I's. I know. Yeah. That's okay. I understand. <laughs> so it's a there V-I-I-I. was I I <laughs> Pope John V I I I. Just rolls off the tongue. Yeah. So, the three eyed Pope. Got it. <laughs> oh, well, to count the penis. <laughs> As I clearly do. Sure. <laughs> I'm staring down the holy eye. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and he's like, I'm staring down the demon eye. That's wonderful. So imagine, like, it's fun to imagine that everyone we're talking about had a dick. It's fun. They And they were. A lot of them were a dick. But, like, they all had dicks. That just but, actually ruined me because now all welcome. I can think about is all the people we're going to talk about. <laughs> I know. And they all have dicks. It's, it's a shame because, you know, not pretty, pretty much probably none of the people we're talking about in this episode have a vagina. But almost but every single one has a dick. And that's that's a sad state of affairs when it comes to world history. It's true. Mm. So in the time of Pope John the Eighth, mm-hmm. one there, dick owner, there was another guy named dick Bishop. Owner. Named Bishop Formosus. Okay. Formosus means good-looking, by the way. Great. So, Based on the drawings I saw, I'm not so sure he was named correctly. Okay. I'm but curious that's... about the dick. Maybe that's what they were talking about. <laughs> that's a good-looking dick good-looking you got dick there, Good-looking dick Formosus. well formosed. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to move Bishop Dick into <laughs> chess piece anus. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, to each their own. I'm sure someone thought he was attractive. It was not for me. Mm -hmm. He looked a little like Cindy Lou Who. Okay. You know, good for him. (laughs) You know, standards of beauty have changed. He also seemed, he looked evil. All his fucking pictures. He looks like he's a fucking nightmare. Well, he probably wanted to come across that way. You know, intimidating. I mean, he looked like, uh, whatever. That's how I try to come across in all of my photos. 
None of your photos are intimidating. Well, I'm not very good at it. They're all endearing. Uh, well, I'm a terrible evil person. I'm just trying. <laughs> it's so, a sh- you, you don't, you laugh. It's really hard to go through life trying to be intimidating and coming off as adorable. Girl, that's, that's painful. I have eyes the size of a fucking deer. Don't you I do. know it? Yeah, but you don't try to come off as evil because you know you can't. Uh, but it's inside. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, Formosus is like, I'm a bishop of Porto, which was a suburb of Rome. A bishop of Porno? That's Porto. amazing. You can be a <laughs> bishop porno, of Porno. Porto. That's P-O-R-T-O. Awesome. I mean, I know there are still studios that are churning out some religious porn. Yeah. This was a real forerunner of all that. Fetish. Father, how can I atone my sins? Mm. Get on your knees, my child. Mm-hmm. It starts by getting on your I knees. I just yeah. also, whenever a priest calls someone my child, I'm like, gross. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, in the porn sense, sure, gross. But, you know, just not no. in the fatherly sense. Don't call me. No, I'm not your child. Okay. <laughs> I won't, I'll, fine. This is a weird time to tell me to stop calling you that, but okay. <laughs> My You've friend. never been my father. <laughs> well, I'll stop calling you my child now. <laughs> Fuck. You didn't, so, I guess you didn't have to do this on live, but all right, whatever. <laughs> you you never listen. <laughs> I never listen unless there's a microphone in front of me. <laughs> in which you would be speaking. God yeah. damn. So, all right. Formosus <laughs> is doing extra hard work, right? He'd not well, just I wasn't a, listening. He would... He, Damn you. He was not just the Bishop of Porto, but he's also heading over to the Bulgar kingdom. And he was like, ding dong. Have you heard the good word of Jesus? What? It was a bishop like proselytizer. Fun. So, I love him. I, he sounds like he's a great guy. Pope John V.I.I.I. Mm-hmm. was like, hey, Bishop, how fucking dare you? Uh, how fucking dare you spread the word of God so fucking good? Fuck you. What? Like, what? <laughs> he Quote. was good at spreading the word. He was good at getting people to join the church, and then the Pope got mad at him? Quote from AtlasObscura.com. Quote. Quote, none of this makes any fucking sense. Pope John VIII turned on Formosus and accused him of violating a law that prevented bishops from ruling over more than one place at a time. A law that was supposed to prevent bishops from building up their own little fiefdoms. That makes total sense because they would like rule. They were kind of the, you know, rulers of the area, right? Yeah. And the Pope doesn't want people getting more power than they should have. Exactly. The Pope should have all the power. So in addition to that, Pope John VIII was like, he's trying to be Pope. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to be Pope and that's not okay. Next door? He went next door? Can't do that. So Pope John VIII was like, ding dong, guess what? You're excommunicated, bitch. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's 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 shitty, but it makes total sense in terms. Did you know that priests didn't have to be celibate back in the day? Like What? Okay, celibacy of the priesthood is a thing that was made up by another synod, probably not of dead people, but a church gathering because... In the same time as this was going on, right, property gets passed from father to son, right? Yeah. And the church had so many far-flung, like, parishes that priests were having, who were having children, right? They're so far away from the pope, but that they, they 
they see that their own parish house and their lands and stuff belong to them. And so the children of the priests, when they died, were taking over the church's property. Oops. The church was like, this is a problem. And they were like, okay, chastity. God, fuck that, it had nothing man. To do with it. It's nothing to do with purity of spirit or body or anything. The church was losing fucking property. So in that context, this makes total sense to me. Yeah, that's wild. I'm, yeah. I'm not shocked to learn that, that based is true. on everything Look it up. I've okay. read. So in addition to all this, what I read in the Atlas Obscura article, it looks like Pope John VIII was worried that Formosus was gunning for Pope John VIII's job sure. before Pope John VIII was dead. Right. So Pope John VIII was like, I'm super paranoid about it all. Well, I mean, you know, given the whole history of poisonings and murderings and, and you know, not very holy behavior around the Pope, it's a legit fear. If I was him, I'd have the same fear. I'm glad you brought up poisoning. Thank you. As it would turn out, someone was poisoning yep. <laughs> the Pope slowly. Oh, oh cool. But... We should have just had this paranoia a little earlier. A little, oop. But it was taking slightly too long huh. to poison Pope John VIII. So the so killer they got out the rocks. Well, he decided, let's just hit him in the head with a hammer. <laughs> I, d I don't want to be so much on a wavelength with these people, but okay. You're like batting a thousand this episode. Thank you. That was a sports reference. Oh, sports. with And bats are wood, which brings us back to dicks. Yes, it's sure, sure. <laughs> sure. So, the person who became Pope next, Marinus I. Well, who killed John VIII? We don't know. Oh, somebody. somebody. And, and then somebody became Pope, so he's probably suspect number one. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Marinus I was like, actually, Formosus is forgiven. Oh, cool. And is a bishop again. Hey, just kidding. Here's your church back. Yeah. After that, Marinus I died, and then Pope St. Adrian III was like, hey, I'm here. I'm a fucking saint. And then he was killed. Oh, oops. I'm a fucking martyr. <laughs> then Pope Stephen V was like, actually, I'm the Pope now, motherfucker. Who can keep track of these people? All right. Then he died. Okay, sure, yeah. This was the era of short popedoms. Uh, tell me about it. So... Enter the year 891 Common Era. Oh my god, that all happened in five years. Yeah. Fucking hell. Formosus is now voted unanimously Pope. Okay. No oh. dissenting votes. Wow, he was excommunicated and then became Pope. It's a real rags to uh, that Pope hat story. Yeah. All right. So right away, he was looking around and was like, I don't like who's king. And I don't like who isn't king. Oh. I actually don't like anyone. <laughs> you cannot trust anyone but yourself. <laughs> but all joking aside, he was like, I actually have people I want to be actual king. Well, sure. You don't want to hate everyone. I mean, you can you cannot like who's king, but then you have to get, I mean, there has to be a king, obviously. He was like, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck You're you. Cool. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> he actually wrote letters to everyone. I hate you. Sincerely, the Pope Formosus. <laughs> Which was scratched out and then said a secret non-admirer. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, all right. In addition to that, there were people who had been kicked out of the church who were like, hey, Formosas, can you let me back in? And he was like, no. Wow. He, they remained excommunicated, even yeah. though he knew the pain of excommunication himself. All right. So the bad guy taking shape. All right. Foreshadowing. Yeah. He's like, I don't like the person who liked you in the first place, so you're out. Wow. Okay. Sure. And other places where the church was like, actually, we really like these people, so they're in. And he's like, no, you're out. The enemy of my enemy is still my fucking enemy. Yeah. And then Heidi Klum showed up, and she was like, I'm sorry, you're out. Wow. That had to hurt. Yeah. Because how could they take that from a woman? They were awful. <laughs> I think everyone takes anything from Heidi Klum. She's such a fucking badass. Sure, sure. I mean, I, I didn't even know this part of her story. She's like that much more impressive. <laughs> She's thousands of years old. <laughs> she looks great. Yeah. All right. If that wasn't enough, he started sending certain people to fight with others to try to move who was in power. Okay. So he was like... Sending armies, the Pope. No. Yeah. Cool. So Guy the Third, Very ups- holy. Holy behavior. Yes. Guy the Third of Spoleto was the main emperor at this time. That's funny. I was in a play where I was the third guy. <laughs> That's terrible. I know. I'll cut it later. <laughs> no, you won't. I might. Don't you, don't you dare, third guy. <laughs> I was guy number three, and he was also guy the third. <laughs> so at this time, Formosus was like, I don't know about this guy third of Spoleto guy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't trust him. I don't trust him. He seems anonymous to me. I don't like it. And Guy Third of Spolita was like, I see that you don't trust me, Formosus. I see you, Pope. Yeah, because I'm wondering, where's Guy Number One and Guy Number Two? And this Guy Number Three just shows up, but I'm uh, curious about his past. Yeah. And Guy was like, I can't miss you, Pope. You're wearing weird fancy shit. <laughs> sure. <laughs> You're wearing a dress. You're wearing it. You're you're the guy you in the dress. The fabulous. guy in the dress. Yes, queen. The guy in the dress has a problem with me. Got yeah, <laughs> they were homophobic. Sure, they still are. Yes. Anyway, so <laughs> scared of themselves, but sure. God damn it! Why can't we all just like gay people? Happy Pride. I do. I do. It's true. It's, we like gay I, people. Yeah, we do. I just need to come church. to the right place if you like gay people. Yes. <laughs> I just need organized religion to get on board. Yeah, Fuck, I don't man. need that myself. I, well, I would prefer they like us than hate us. I'd prefer they just go away. <laughs> so anyway, Guy was like, uh-huh. I see you don't trust me, Pope. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make you crown my son Lambert, not Adam Lambert, but Lambert to be my co-emperor in 892. Okay. Lambert. Yeah, and Emperor Lambert. <laughs> so Formosus was like, "Hey, Arnuf of Carthena, <laughs> you are so fucked with these characters. I mean, there is nobody I know who the fuck they are." I have to say that again. So Formosus was like, "Hey, Arnuf." Of Carinthia. Hey, Arnif of Carinth. Hey, Arnif. Wasn't that an. Uh, hey, uh, Arnold. <laughs> a cartoon, an adult cartoon? No. So, 
He was like, uh, hey, Arno. <laughs> you are fucking me up with all these characters in this episode. It's so weird. A-R-N-U-L-F. Arnulf. Ar- okay. So he's like, hey, Arnulf of Car- <laughs> Corinthia. <laughs> Come over here and invade and take over. You should be emperor. Wow. Guy's a dick, but Our you should be king. Our port is open to you. Yeah. Wow. So, so Guy's a dick. Who has a dick, and he should he should be king? Wait. No, Guy is a dick, but Arnulf should be king. Okay, so what is happening here is now that Formosus is pope, he doesn't like basically anyone, and he doesn't like that Guy and Lambert have become co-emperors somehow, which is their father and son, but also co-emperors and kind of incestuous there. I think they had a relationship. And then, but he says he wants this other guy, Arnulf, to come in and take over their emperorship correct is that what you're saying okay yes i uh, think i am on board now because all of these people it's it's too much it's too much for me so battles would start yeah and guy would die yeah 894 okay oops so lambert is the only emperor now lambert he's a lonely emperor lambert but I guess that he was young or something because he was in the care of his mother. Jesus. You're gonna be. This name is fucking wild, but go with it. Okay. Well, we, I'm just glad there's a woman to fucking show up. Agiltrude. Okay. Sure. Agiltrude. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's 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 a name that's gonna get you a nice dowry. Yeah. So in 895, Arnulf would take Rome away from Agiltrude and Lambert. Okay. By the way, I want to make a fucking movie with these three names for characters because it's too weird. Like, call it Hey Arnulf. Hey Arnulf. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's like it's like the sequel to Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Yes. It'll be Lambert and Agiltrude are also dead. Uh, and well, <laughs> Arnulf killed him. <laughs> Well, in this case, Arnold didn't actually kill them. He just managed to seize the city. So Agiltrude and Lambert are elsewhere. Oh, okay. So they're, so this sequel to Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead is actually called Agiltrude and Lambert are exiled. And alive. Okay. Got it. So the very next day, Formosus, after Arnold took Rome, Formosus was like, Oh, no, I guess I have to crown you king. Wow. He was like, let's do this. Okay, sure. He was not that upset. He crowned him. He was like, boo-hoo, I'm shedding a tear. Get me the eye drops. Yeah, sure. Um, The royal eye drops. Arnulf would um, It's the blood of children. It's the one one in the the vial that says blood of children. Oh, God. What? So Arnulf would then attempt to go kill Agiltrude and Lambert. Sure. But he ended up getting paralyzed on his travels. Oh, no. And then he was like, maybe I'll just stay here. Where? I don't know. Somewhere. In some roadside inn where he <laughs> got a hospice bed. This is a royal there. inn. <laughs> sure. Wow. Oh, so the king went after them and then he got the king got paralyzed himself yeah. and lived out his days in some KOA campsite. Got it. I mean, maybe. Or he ended up back in Rome. Uh, sure. I don't know. But We don't care. Yeah. So for most of him for trying to kill a, a woman and her son. Yeah. Yeah. So, Formosus would die in April 896. Super sad to see him go. So, quote from atlasobscura.com, quote, His successor, Boniface VI, 
Okay. Why are five there five other people other Boniface? <laughs> there are going to be Boniface. <laughs> I mean, like, five other people. I'm like, there's so many other names. Could you maybe not? I know. Why, why can't? There's even a Leo. Like, we have an easy one, you know? Like, be another Leo. <laughs> Boniface the sixth. Whatever. Was quickly elected to squelch riots, but he was an odd choice. <laughs> because he had no bones in his arms. <laughs> Only in his face. Um, he had actually been defrocked. <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> he had been defrocked twice for, wow. quote, immoral conduct. Well, yeah, okay, but if you're going to try and squelch a, a, you know, a rebellion, you want someone who's capable of immoral conduct. Thanks. He only ruled for 15 days before he died of either gout or poisoning again. Oh, my God. But what a two weeks it was. What <laughs> a two like, weeks it was. Enter the pornocracy. Yeah. <laughs> get me that fine poontang. I want to. Let's get to squelching. Yes. I don't feel so good. I'm going to squelch this, but. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So right. enter the reign of Pope Stephen the Sixth. All right, they they just they could barely like get out of the Sistine Chapel before they had to go back in there again. <laughs> oh man! Within a year of becoming Pope, Pope Stephen the Sixth was like, you know what we need to do? What? We need to dig up Formosus, and he needs to stand trial for the bullshit that he did. Uh, uh I don't know if that's the best idea. Don't what? we have like? Physical human enemies that we have to deal with? What bullshit, you might ask. What bullshit? The seeking papacy and being bishop of more than one location at a time to be a mini-king bullshit. That's what. From so long ago? They didn't have any problem with him, like, fostering wars? So... No, that's fine. Now, some people think that Pope Stephen VI might have done this because he was out of his mind. Oh, sure. Well, you know. But... Some people think it was to win favors from folks in the church who hated Formosus. Either way, it sounds like a fun way to spend an afternoon, you know. <laughs> but most historians think that it was because he had done the exact same bullshit that Formosus did. So he was trying to bring attention to it? When Stephen was a bishop, Formosus made him a bishop in Rome as well. Uh-huh. Double bishop again. Uh-huh. Double trouble. Got it. But if Formosus was guilty of his crimes, he thus never would have been allowed to have been Pope. And then Stephen VI was never really bishop in two places because Formosus's rulings were never valid. Thus, Stephen VI was in the clear. This is what happens when you let people make up the heavenly rules. <laughs> Did it make sense, though? I mean, yes, if you're insane, sure. <laughs> you can't have committed a crime if the person wasn't valid. Like, never mind all of the things I did when I was Bishop of Rome. Never mind all those things. Those are all invalid and I did nothing wrong because the person who appointed me before he died was uh, in the wrong himself to do it in the first place, right? Right. So, yeah, okay, no, this is complete crap and I, I kind of want to put some people on trial now to <laughs> to make myself feel better. So, Formosus was pulled up out of the ground. Yeah. Then they dressed him like a pope. Well, sure. I mean, how else are they going to dress him? Like a fucking jester? 
and then they dressed his dead decaying body in a chair at San Giovanni Laterano. Okay, so he's been in the ground for about a year and a half now. Yeah, so he's getting decayed. Oh, sure, for sure. He's he's not looking so hot. Right, and I think the place was a cathedral. More on that as we go. I would expect so, yes. So they gave the dead body a voice by appointing oh. a deacon to defend him. Did he have to do the whole puppet thing, or could he just, like, sit next to? No, he just was like, I'm representing you. Good. But the because, deacon... you know, something tells me that they would still find somebody in the church to be like, Yes, I'll shove my hand up this dead pope's ass. Oh, God, no, no. Okay, you're not the guy. Obviously, you're not the guy. (laughs) But I'm just saying they could have found somebody. That's valid. They do things. Anyway, the deacon said virtually nothing throughout the whole trial. Kind of a scam lawyer. (laughs) I don't don't know. (laughs) If you're appointed the voice of a dead person, uh, you know, there's not a lot you can say. So, all right. Help, it's dark in here. Basically, Pope Stephen VI... I'm burning in hell! (laughs) He spent most of the trial screaming at the dead body for all the wrongs the dead body did when the dead body was alive. I mean, you're laughing, but it sounds really therapeutic. (laughs) Don't you know what you fucking did to me, you dead piece of shit? (laughs) That's right, Pope Stephen, let it out. You what can't, would you say to him if he was here? You can't fucking talk back to me now, motherfucker! That's right. What's that's that, right. Catholic? Devil's got your tongue, you dead <laughs> bitch! I'm sorry to laugh. I apologize for laughing. You're doing great. This isn't funny! This is serious church business! So what they do after they beheaded the psychiatrist? <laughs> so... All right, if that wasn't enough that he's just screaming at a dead body for, like, days. Sure. In the middle of it, <laughs> an earthquake struck and, oh. uh, and broke part of the church that they were in. Uh, and it, hello, signs. And, and okay. all I'm like is maybe God was like, shut up, hypocrite. Uh, maybe a little. Yeah. yeah. So once the crazy trial was done, he uh-huh. surprisingly found Formosus guilty. No. Well, that was a nail-biter. He then had them chop off the fingers his body had used when alive to bless shit. So, the you know, the three fingers, the the thumb and the two finger thing. Oh, sure. Okay. And then they took away his clothing. The deepest cut. Yeah, they're like, you'll be naked forever now. They took away his clothes. (laughs) Well, they had given them to him in the first place. They're like, that's my dress. They def- I'm taking it back. They defrocked him. Yeah. What is Pope Stephen, a goonie? Like, that's my dress. I'm taking it back. I'm taking them all back. So then he was like, take his body somewhere far away and bury him in an unmarked grave. Oh, wow. That's hurtful. So the new pope, Pope Stephen VI, is basically in the clear, right? Sure. So legitimate now. Because he's clear of being a double bishop, because that never happened. Right. Well done. And let's, let's all rewrite the past. I love it. He made his weird and creepy point by screaming at a dead person. Yeah, sure. You know, he feels great now. He feels great. So He's very cathartic for Stephen the Sixth. Stephen's one through five never thought of anything this clever. You would think that he would quit while he was ahead, right? No. I think once you've had a trial for a dead pope and buried and dug him up, redressed him, and then undressed him and reburied him, you know, after you've screamed at him. 
Like that's that feels like act one to me. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. You're totally right. He was like, you know what? I changed my mind. Go find that unmarked grave and bring him back. What? Now I want you to throw his dead body in the Tiber River. Uh, why? He doesn't get a grave. Oh my god. He gets a river. But we, but, uh, your, uh, your excellency, uh, we did, uh, as you asked, we un, we left the grave unmarked, uh, it's far away, and, uh, we can't remember where it is. Make the naked man swim! (laughs) I want him to sleep with the fishes. Oh man. So is this where that came from? This is where the fine tradition of Italian people making people sleep with the fishes came this from. This is that origin story. Wow. You heard it here wow. first, folks. There's the long game for you, people. So some monks would end up finding the body in the river. Oh. And they would. So they they did all this, and then monks discovered it. And right? then they when would. they were fishing, and they were like, ah, oh, crap. So they were like, damn it. Just another fucking dead pope. <laughs> Not again. And they put it with the others. So they put grabbed it with the tires you found. They they ended up grabbing it and preserving it and being like, "He's holy, motherfucker! You can't just throw him in a river." Wow. Oh, the so the monks were fucking waiting for this too. They were like down river, like today's the day. Yeah, maybe today's <laughs> the day he snaps and throws the body in the river. Right. So at this point, the people of Rome were like, "You know what? No, that's a bridge too far." Sorry, yeah. we were fine with the exhuming. And putting a dead person on trial, fine, fine, you're the Pope, we get it. But this whole thing of throwing him then into the river, uh, that's one too far. So a giant mob showed up and dragged the Pope to jail and threw him in there. Oh, cool. They're like, you're done. I love that. I love it. Power to the people. They then tried to burn down the cathedral that the trial took place. Right. But the church was like, "Mm, maybe don't burn down our shit. Like... You got the bad guy. We don't need to burn this down. Uh, if they burn it down, then the trial never happened. See what they're doing? <laughs> Pope Stephen VI would be killed in prison by being strangled. Oh, dear. By Jeffrey Epstein. What? What? <gasps> what? Damn. That's amazing. So you'd think after all of this, it would have calmed down a little, right? No. No! I'm so proud of you. You've learned. Now we have angry mobs killing the Pope, okay? So things are escalating, if anything. (laughs) Quote from atlasobscura.com, quote, (laughs) God damn these names. Okay. The next Pope, Pope Romanus, annulled all the actions of Stephen VI. See, isn't that an easier fucking way to erase history? Excuse me? Could you just say it didn't happen? Was overthrown in less than a year. Wow. His successor... All right, get the white smoke ready again. Pope Theodore II was See, only Theodore's an easy one. Was only pope for twenty days. God damn! Yet managed to recover the body of Formosus from the monks. His <laughs> successor, he's like, "Give me the body." The monks are like, "No, it's ours now. Our precious." You don't want this body. It's missing three fingers. Yeah. What's what it for? It's 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 damaged goods. All you right, don't want yeah, it's, it. it's 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 not great. It's not mint condition. Let us keep it. Come on. It's most of our tourist business. People looking at this thing. Yeah. <laughs> so Pope Theodore II's successor, John the Ninth. What? That's a good easy one, too. Oversaw Formosus's reburial in St. Peter's Cathedral. Oh, lucky him. So you'd think that, again, things would calm down. 
Wrong. Stop asking me if I do think that because I'm never going to think that. Quote from Ripley's. Until you go, okay, so what is the bright side? <laughs> until, until you say that, I will not think that things calm down. Quote from Ripley's.com. Quote, uh-huh. trials against the dead were banned for a time. <laughs> but Pope. Not forever. But Pope Sergius III reinstated the actions against Formosus. And what? a back and forth of these actions took place for some time before the body was exhumed again, retried, and beheaded. Fucking hell. <laughs> End quote. They didn't even have double jeopardy? I mean, I get, like, at the, at the extent of my understanding, I get that they tried a dead person, but they retried him? Yeah. Okay. I mean, fine, fine, fine. You know what? Fine. At least it was the same guy. At least they didn't, like, start trying just anyone who died one of the uh articles apparently asked the church about this and their position and they said we don't talk about it because it was all political actions and we're trying to be non-political they oh. don't want to take a side in these two like it was clearly for side and the other people whatever i think they just found another way to erase the past good job so what is the bright side hey the bright side is we've come to the fucking bright side do you think it's calmed down now? <gasps> it yes. has. It has. Where are the oh, God. Ones? Thank God. Okay. Thank <laughs> you. That was good. So. I was worried. Because they're not still trying dead people. I'm pretty sure. Who fucking knows? First, the people for a while in the church were like, we can't try dead people. I was so excited for that to be the end of this and that we'd learn. But they brought back dead people trial. So I, I assume said. now that's not the case. I do wonder how much of that is, like, official church policy and how much of it is, like, we just don't do that anymore, but it's never been officially, like, rescinded. Oh, God. That's terrifying That's like, whenever you see fucking old, horrible laws from, like, Alabama and shit like that, Mm -hmm. where you're like, for fuck's sake, really? You still have that on your law books? Exactly. I feel like they probably still can do this. Well, obviously, they could do this again if they decided because they just make up the rules anyway that's what synods are you know they just go around making up rules that god gave them apparently and uh that's what they do so the other (laughs) this one's not really a bright side it's more of like i learned something so i guess that's a bright side i had no fucking idea popes were cycled through so fast yeah not a bright side specifically but definitely a good moment to learn I think the bright side is, like, people could learn quite a bit about the history of the church that's, that screws them up uh, and, and and opens their eyes a bit, you know. Did we go through, like, what, 15 different popes? Oh, yeah, we did. I can't even name all of them at all. So, like... One had a bony face. That's what I remember. <laughs> One had a boner face. <laughs> that's where Bonehead originated. Uh, probably, probably. Don't be such a bonehead, boneface. Boneface, yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh. I think they totally, they totally made fun of him for that name. He's named Boneface because he likes boners in his face. <laughs> um, but uh, Bishop John, we all like boners in our face. Fair We're point. We're Catholics. We're Catholic bishops. That's right, you do. Get on your knees. <laughs> <laughs> so another bright side is how much sex they had. Oh, my scenes. God. I like the idea of, like, father, father, get on your knees, father, will do, father. Okay, my child, who is also my father. 
That's weird. Do they say that shit? Okay, my child uh, is also my father? No. Probably. I can't handle that West Virginianess. Ha! That's the first time the Catholic Church has been compared to West Virginia, so congratulations. <laughs> All right. On that. The other thing is, most of these guys were dicks, and karma kind of gave it to them hard. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Like, there were a lot of, a lot of people who died in this story did some terrible things. I can't believe I haven't thought of this reference until now, but this was like Game of Thrones, but more oh, like sure. Game of Boners. <laughs> yes, I can't believe you didn't think of that before either. I'm so happy. I'm happy for all of us, really. Well, you're welcome. All of us who got to hear the word boners one more time. Boners. Two more times. Boners. Okay. All right. That's it. Boners. Th- thanks, everybody, for joining us. We are... Boners. See you next week. Boner. Okay, bye. Boner, bye. Boner. <laughs> Stop. We hope you've liked this episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. If you did, please throw us some stars and give us a review on iTunes. It really helps others find the show. And if you didn't, just keep it to yourself or tell your diary. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at BrightsideKNJ and on Facebook at The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. All our past episodes are also streaming on our website www.TheBrightSideWithKevinAndJason.com Until next week, don't forget to look, look on, on The Bright, bright Side! side.